Wherever cancer is, Hancock Health will fight. In any part of you and in all corners of East Central Indiana. From Indianapolis to Greenfield to Knightstown to Greensburg. From hospital rooms to family rooms, we fight. With technology and medicine. With care backed by the wisdom of Mayo Clinic. For you, for your family, and for your future in Decatur County. We fight cancer here. HancockHealth.org slash cancer. Well, good morning. It is Thursday, April 20th. It is seven minutes after nine. You're listening to Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. His name is Rob Kendall. My name is Casey Daniels. And we are so grateful that you're joining us today. You can follow along on YouTube if you'd like to watch. Just type in Kendall and Casey into the YouTube search bar. So we start off the show by talking about Kevin. (laughs) <laughs> Not Kevin McNamara. We're going to get to him later. It's Kev's special day is on the horizon. Mm-hmm. It's a full Kevin show today. Right now, though, we're talking about the House Speaker, Kevin McCarthy. Boo. Oh, bad Kevin. Is that good sound effects? <laughs> Could I be a track on the back of a sitcom? Mm-hmm. Boo. <laughs> Kevin McCarthy has unveiled a plan to raise the nation's debt ceiling by $1.5 trillion and also cut federal spending by three times times that amount. He's laying out his position, his plan. All that's left is the negotiating with bumbling Biden. Okay, Casey. Now, you know, last night as I was laying out this template, there was nothing that ruined my evening more than realizing I was going to have to come in here on this beautiful Thursday morning and tell people that... You were right. I don't, I don't even want to say the words, Casey. <laughs> Yes, yes, you do. You know, Casey, what it does to me internally. I had to sleep on this. Mm -hmm. I had to spend the entire night. Mm -hmm. I was tossing and turning. I woke up numerous times in a drenched sweat, fearful that I was going to have to come on these airwaves. Now, it's weird because we're told all the time no one listens, but yet the ratings say in the money demo we're number one. So you don't know. Is it nobody? Are we number one? You know, who, who knows? Science versus the politicians. Whatever it is, for the seven or 7,000 or 70,000 or however many people are listening right now, and tell everybody how I was exactly right about who (laughs) Kevin McCarthy was, what the Republicans are, and they're doing everything we told you they were going to do, in which they're going to roll over on this debt ceiling, they're going to approve raising the debt ceiling, they're going to get meaningless, inconsequential spending cuts, without addressing anything related to entitlement reform. Thank you. Hi, good night, everybody. I'm done here. No, you're not. Okay, he says that he wants to take all of the spending back to 22 levels and cap growth at 1% annually for years to come. Back, all the way back to 2022 levels. All the way back. Back in the fiscally responsible good old days. Mm -hmm. Why don't we just call it the Clinton era? Okay, so he says that his plan would repeal green energy incentives... It would boost domestic oil and gas production, and it would scrap $400 billion in student loan transfer. But it doesn't do anything to the nation's debt. In fact, it raises the nation's debt. It continues the things that are a primary driver of the nation's debt. It's it's the equivalent of, and look, I'm not a medical expert. So I am I am freewheeling this and some doctor right now is throwing a cup of juice at his radio as I poorly describe this. But it is though you are just simply you have some sort of serious, serious illness 
and there is some way for a day to momentarily mask the illness or chop the top of the illness off and go, hey, we dealt with the illness. Have a nice day, everyone. And then three days later, the illness is back because you did not get to the root cause Mm -hmm. of the issue. And this is exactly what I told you they were going to do is they were going to do some sort of or propose. Now, they're not even going to get this because Biden's not going to give it to them and the Republicans are weak and they'll just roll over. Now, they're not going to get it. Very good point because this is where they're starting. It's not where they're ending. Right. That they're not even going to get this, and Biden knows it, and Biden knows they're weak, and so that is why Biden is ignoring Kevin McCarthy. But let's just operate from the standpoint of they were to actually get what they're proposing. And by the way, these people are terrible business people. You never propose the bare minimum. You always propose way beyond what you would actually accept, and then you negotiate to what you would accept. But let's just operate that they would get this. It does nothing to long-term solve the nation's debt. It does nothing to pay off debt. It does nothing to curb inflation. And uh, the biggest part of all of this, it does nothing to address entitlements which are going bankrupt. And it will be here sooner rather than later, folks. The can has been kicked about as far as it can be kicked. Government's own estimates say in Social Security somewhere between 2033 and 2035. And we just sit here and go, well, it would look bad in an ad. So Entitlement reform off the table. Mm-hmm. Nobody wants to try and work on it because they know the attack ad against them will come out. And here's the thing. You're going to be hearing how they're working on cutting the debt ceiling, lowering the debt ceiling. But in reality, it's a $1.5 trillion increase. Yes, in your nation's debt. And as Todd Young and Mitch McConnell have proven based on the last time when they cut the legs out from under the Republicans in December... And as Todd Young told me as he moved very aggressively towards me at the Stacks Pancake House, as I was forced to not only deal with Todd Young, but also Igor, his evil, awful assistant who was trying to film the whole encounter, um, they're not stopping spending the money. This is never ending. The only way it's going to end is if you do not raise the debt ceiling. This is your only opportunity to stop the out-of-control spending which even if you don't care at all about future generations, you don't care about your kids, your grandkids, your grandkids, grandkids, your grandkids, grandkids, grandkids. I mean, that's who we're talking about is going to be paying this. It's hurting you because it's driving up the price of everything you're buying. Mm-hmm. And they have told, as Todd told me, as he moved aggressively with that big burly armed deputy right behind him. I'm never stopping. I'm not stopping. He, and he told me directly. He said specifically, Entitlement reform, Todd Young will never vote for any sort of entitlement reform. So what are we doing here? We're doing exactly what Rob said. And here's the big question. When will professional tough guy Jim Banks, who voted for Kevin McCarthy 15 times, and he told Tony, and he told Hammer and Nigel, and he told Tony Kennett, no, he won't come on the show, but he told the other shows how great McCarthy was and what a fighter he was going to be and we should have faith in him. When is he going to sit his ass down in this chair between 9 and noon and say, Rob, you were right for being critical of me for voting for him because I was wrong. He's doing exactly what you said. Okay, so we're hearing a lot about this right now and this $1.5 trillion increase, which is proposed by McCarthy, is only going to cover the government's needs until early next year. So this is key. We're going to be doing this whole thing again of course we are. in 2024, right in the middle of a presidential election. 
season. Okay, so here is a clip of McCarthy saying adding hundreds of billions to the nation's debt is responsible. Now, he doesn't say it that way, but that's what he's saying. And Casey, when you listen to this guy speak, if he were in high school, wouldn't he be the guy that gets stuffed in the locker or has his head flushed down a toilet? I mean, seriously, this is the guy that's our chief negotiator. No wonder we always lose. Just listen to this little weasel. Now that we've introduced a clear plan for a responsible debt limit increase, they have no more excuse and refuse to negotiate. I think the Senate can honor maple syrup and basketball teams and negotiate on a debt ceiling at the same time. We owe it to the American people to use this moment in history to deliver the future they want, need, and deserve. House Republicans have a plan. The Senate does not. And the President is ignoring the debt crisis. President Biden has a choice. Come to the table and stop playing partisan political games. Or cover his ears, refuse to negotiate, and risk bumbling his way into the first default in our nation's history. Someone pay attention I to urge me. all my colleagues. I'm yelling. On both sides. That's all I can take of him. Was that not an accurate assessment of what we just heard there? You think he's going to get a wedgie? A ch- Atomic wedgie. Why do we always pick losers like this guy? <laughs> okay, now what's going to happen if they don't agree? It's going to get a, a downgrade of the government's credit rating. And when are they going to vote on this? Keep in mind, they're going to have to do it again in a year. Look, again, it comes back to this is who the Republicans are. This is why I gave up on these people a long time ago. And if you're hearing my voice now, you should too. It doesn't matter what they tell you. It doesn't matter what they promise you. It doesn't matter what campaign pledge they make. This is what you always get. They're adding, they're voting to add another trillion and a half dollars to the nation's debt. And it will go beyond that because we'll be back here, as you said, in several months, and they'll do the same thing over and over again. And he'll get on the floor, he being Kevin McCarthy, and he'll go, beep, 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 And we'll just keep doing this little exercise. And I... I want, and everyone should want, an explanation from Jim Banks on why he thought this guy, because Jim Banks, smartest guy in any room he's ever in, told us, oh, Kevin's the guy. He's a fighter. He's a tough guy. I know Kevin McCarthy. And we got stabbed in the back once again. So, Jim, I know you listen. I know you people listen. Get your ass in here and let's have a conversation. And you can just say, Rob, I am sorry for throwing my full-fledged support and all my weight behind a guy who, when he negotiates, sounds like... (laughs) He tweeted out, House Republicans have a plan for a responsible debt ceiling increase. The Senate does not. President Biden cannot continue to ignore this crisis. It's time for him to come to the table or risk bumbling into the first default in our nation's history. Okay, so have we heard from President Biden? We have. And Casey, there is a new level of ridiculous. I just, I, 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 even this one for Biden, I just, I can't, 
I can't. You're going to have to lead the next segment because we're going to play the audio. It is so unbelievable. We are a nation run by just morons. Okay. Well, his his response is that he can't spell the number eight. E-I-G-H-T, the number eight. Take a listen. But you have, we have a thousand billionaires in America. You know the average tax rate they pay? Eight, E-I-G-H percent. Eight percent. One more time. Kev, can you fire that up again? Because we're running real long on this segment, but we've got to make sure that everyone heard that. And then I'll have a brief comment. And then let's just, we'll go to a break. Kev, please. But you have, we have a thousand billionaires in America. You know the average tax rate they pay? Eight, E-I-G-H percent. Eight percent. A percent. Casey, in this business, we are supposed to have a take. Mm-hmm. We're supposed to have a hot take. Yeah. We're supposed to have something that's going to galvanize the audience, entertain the audience, inform the audience. Yeah. I. You got I have, nothing? I have nothing. <laughs> it wasn't like it was, you know, some confusing word with multiple letters that are the same at like Tennessee or Mississippi or something. You would say, well, that's kind of a bad look, but I could see how you would do that. Eight. E I G H T. It's 919. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. 924, it's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Trending this morning, the Foo Fighters, they have announced a new album is in the works. It will be the first one since the death of the band's drummer, Taylor Hawkins. It should be released sometime this summer. Also trending, Nikki Haley. She was at the border detailing the difference in the two border walls. One was begun to be built by Trump, the other by Biden. And as she's talking about the wall that the Biden administration erected, I want you to imagine a chain link fence because that's what it is because this is what the border was and it actually did a pretty good job keeping people over this is the wall of the last administration and you can see it got bigger and it got taller and kept more out this is the biden fence this is now what biden has put up it is literally compare this to this It's night and day. That's not going to stop anybody. All they've got to do is cut it up and come over. That's the problem you've got on the border. It's not a real border. It's not a border at all. We need to finish what we started. Whether it's this or this, we need something. But a chain link fence, that's not going to stop anybody. And that's why we see so many illegal immigrants coming across. Also trending this morning, it's 420. Some say that 420 is code among police officers for marijuana smoking in progress. That's what that means? No. Others cite that it comes from a Bob Dylan song, Rainy Day Women, number 12 and 35, because 12 multiplied by 35 equals 420. That's what that means? No, that's not where it comes from either. The most credible story traces the phrase 420 back to Marin County, California, Raphael High School. There were five students who would meet at 4.20 p.m. Oh, under the bleachers. Sure. And they would say to each other in the hallway, 4.20, and that was code to, hey, we're going to meet under the bleachers and we're going to smoke a doobie, right? Wait, 4.20 <laughs> is for marijuana? Yes. Uh, interesting little fact. Oh, yeah. uh, by the way, t- time out before you make this point. 
Kev, you know, Kev is a very mild-mannered individual. Mm-hmm. He's very polite. He's very reserved. When he heard 420, he literally grabbed the microphone, started shaking it, and aggressively bowed up into his chair. He started waving his arms. Please call on me. I can contribute. What is the interesting fact? Yes, Kev, yeah, go. The interesting fact is that the lead singer of Viagra Boys went to that high school. Okay. <laughs> was, he, was he one of the guys? He, he was not one of the guys, but he has contributed to the holiday of 420. Well, one of the five guys that started the phrase 420 at this high school ended up working with Grateful Dead bassist Phil Lesh. And so then the Grateful Dead picked up the phrase 420. Wait, 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 wait. And then it was picked up by a writer for High Times Magazine. Time out, time out, time out, time out. You said something there and that just, I have no way to believe this is true. The Grateful Dead were Mm -hmm. into smoking marijuana? (laughs) I know, hard to believe. You be quiet, woman. (laughs) I'm not making it up. So this article was written in High Times Magazine back in 1991, and they referenced the story about the five boys in the high school and how they would say 420, and that's how it took off. Uh, So if you hear someone say 420 today, just know that it comes from a high school in California. And just because you will never smoke marijuana or ingest uh THC or whatever doesn't mean that you have to prevent others especially from for medical needs from getting it if it helps them you can support medical marijuana and not be a marijuana user yourself it's not an either or equation so on this day if that is something that you partake in just don't do it around me and just have a nice day. All right. When we come back, yeah. uh, you may have heard yesterday, Casey, it came out that the, uh, well, the uh, the Indiana General Assembly, three years later, is putting together a two-year committee to investigate the governor during COVID, what he did during COVID, which is great because they'll be done with their investigation by the time he's no longer the governor. Right. So that seems like the most government thing ever. Jim Merritt, who spent 30 years in the Indiana Senate, is going to join us. We're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about the Republican in the Senate extending a giant middle finger to the taxpayers on property tax relief. That and a whole bunch more. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. See, it is the Kendall and Casey Show. I'm Rob Casey's here. Hey, hey, look who it is. Mm-hmm. Here once again to talk about the complete and utter, utter underachievement from the Indiana General Assembly. He spent 30 years there. He knows him better than anyone. Jim Merritt, how are you, my friend? Good morning, Robert. Casey? Uh, all right, so you've got to at least be mildly uh, amused slash pleased. The Indiana General Assembly has passed a bill that says three years later, and the investigation will be completed a uh, year after Hull comes out of office, but we're going to finally investigate the governor and what happened during COVID. Yeah, investigation is a tough word for one branch of government in investigating another. Uh, the government of the state of Indiana owes an explanation to the 6.6 million Hoosiers of actually what has happened for the last couple of years. And, but they're going around about it a terrible direction. Casey, we've talked about this on the show before. That we need to know what, what we struggled with. The Hulk administration was flying blind because nobody knew what they were going to do because the Trump administration handed it off to states. What kind of equipment? You know, we had masks. We had, you know, we, we, we six feet. People were washing their hands. 
But we need an explanation. We, the public of the state of Indiana, have to have an explanation of why there are 30, 31 executive orders, why why we did what we did, and how we struggled, and what good things came out of it. And it needs to be comprehensive. And also, uh, Representative Jeter, bless his heart, they had they have 12 members on this. You have to have a slot for local government. You have to have a slot for the governor's uh, administration. What are the people? Why are, there the, why are there slots for the people? There's Ro- always slots for the government. Robert, you didn't let me answer. And also, you have to have <laughs> some lay layman from, from the public so that we know, and you're getting to a big a big uh, amount of people, large amount of people on this commission, but we need to go forward and see what we did wrong, see what we did right, and so when it happens again, and it will happen again, ladies and gentlemen. Bite your tongue. Well, yeah, but you got to anticipate. You got to see in front of your headlights. You got to figure out. We owe it to the state of Indiana, the people of the state of Indiana. Hoosiers need to know what happened. What went right? What went wrong? Okay, you started off and you said it's one branch of the government investigating another branch. But for the 728 days that the state was shut down, the Republicans had a majority. So isn't super it majority? Super majority. So isn't this a case of cannibalization? And uh, isn't it a little too late to be proactive? Shouldn't they have looked at this stuff before now? Absolutely. Absolutely. And I love that word today, by the way. And Which uh, one? The Can- cannibalization. Cannibalization. <laughs> the one that I can barely say, that's your favorite. It's the story of Jim Merritt's electoral career. That's how he's stayed in the Senate for 30 years. Cannibalize the competition. Okay, well, so no, but, it's because I know you. But, but back to the question. Okay, so they're investigating their own, right? right. Mm-hmm. And but, shouldn't they well, have they're not done- investigating their own. They, they consider themselves almost a wall between the governors of uh, the the administration and the legislature and uh and, and it is late this should have happened last year we've gone through two budgets in 2021 and 2023 now uh, which are two-year budgets and we really haven't looked at ourselves and and this is late but it, it is it is the case that it needs to be exposed exactly what happened that, during that time so it, when it happens again we can deal with it. Uh, Jim Merritt is our guest. 30 years in the Indiana Senate. We're talking about this bill, Senate Bill 4, which should now finally begin a two-year process, three years after it happened, of trying to figure out what happened in, uh, in during COVID. And we talked about this on Statehouse Happenings. This really shouldn't be all that hard, Jim. The Indiana General Assembly did absolutely nothing <laughs> as the governor shut down the state, put a million people out of work, Closed tens of thousands of businesses. Many of them never reopened. Those that did open, many of them were finally forced to close because they couldn't make it back. The governor tried to put you in jail for not wearing a mask. The reoccurring theme here is the General Assembly did nothing. That's exactly. Investigate yourselves. Well, also, a little known fact is the federal government has been sending monies, pandemic monies, through the federal budget since 2003. That means 17 years they sent monies to the to the state of Indiana for a pandemic, and we don't know that. I can't tell you the amount I'm having a research right now, and 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 the, we didn't do anything about it. And and uh, the executive orders, 31 of them, uh, and it was the legislature gave the governor's office a fiat back in Mitch Daniels' term as governor. That should have been sunset. That law, the the legislature should have been at the table with the governor of the state of Indiana on this uh, during this horrific time, and and it should policies should have been reviewed every ninety days so that. 
you know, you don't have bars and restaurants shut down in Marion County, but they're open in Hamilton uh, County. I am not going to use the phrase I used yesterday to describe uh, Chris Jeter, who I believe uh, wrote the bill. Uh, it's uh, amendment. I, uh, yeah, I think amendment I told, Senate uh, Bill 40. Yeah, for I, those, think I, I think I told him to, uh, quote, shove it up his backside. Ooh. I'm not going to use that phrase today because Jeter's wife is very nice. And yeah. look, I'm not going to hold her accountable because she's married to him. Well, she's also, very, Jeter's a veteran. Well, so, and we appreciate So was service. John McCain. He was a crappy politician. <laughs> You don't get a free pass about screwing people over and doing a crappy job as an elected official just because you wore the uniform. Thank you for that. Yeah. But that's a, we, these are two different discussions here. And Jeter and these Republicans in the House and the Republicans in the Senate, they suck at their jobs. They don't care about us at all. And, oh, yeah, I'm sure they're really going to put the screws to Holcomb. And what good does it do? He's going to be out of office by the time they're done. This has to be a comprehensive report card to the state of Indiana on exactly what happened what we're going to do right next time, how we struggled, and and the idea of shutting down businesses for that amount of time is just ridiculous. I may be wrong, but I believe that Michigan has rescinded the emergency executive orders that the governor is allowed to that do. That should happen tomorrow. Here. Oh, okay, well, what what needs to take place for that to happen? we got to wait for two years after this investigation? Well, uh it should happen. It, they're still in session. It should happen. Should be tagged onto a bill, amended into a bill right now. And, and, and I don't and, know. And I don't, real quick, Jim, let me mm-hmm. ask you. They know this, right? It's not like they're sitting around going, "We didn't know we could do that." We, they yeah. absolutely know they could do that. They, they know, and you know what? What needs they don't to happen? Need a committee define define um, uh, you know emergency, uh, and and uh, and and we did that back with with Governor Daniels. You just terminate it. You sunset it and, uh, it, and it needs to happen because the legislature is the boots on the ground. They go to the grocery. They go to the, the church. They go to the gym. They are right there with constituents, and uh, they know more so than than the governor's office, and it, this needs to be terminated. Uh, real quick, before I let you go, Jim Merritt, our guest, uh, Casey and I talked about this at length the other day. Uh, didn't think they would actually follow through on it, but gosh darn it, Jim, they did. They said, don't threaten us with a good time. They, being the Indiana Senate Republicans, they passed a budget with no property tax relief whatsoever. Why do your former friends hate their constituents so much? You know, it, it's it, it goes back to the, it has to be a crisis. And, uh, this isn't a crisis? Well, it, it, the legislature obviously doesn't think it's a crisis, <laughs> because if it was a crisis, they'd be sending everybody a check. They've got the data, Casey. And the money. And, and the money. And the surplus. And, and the surplus. And, and, and we're rocking and rolling and with, with money in the state of Indiana. And it would be easy. It, it would be easy. We talked about it on the podcast to have a credit in, in November. Recognize there's a problem. And they haven't done so. There's been a lip, lot of lip service at the state house on this issue. Nothing's happened, Casey and Rob, and it's disappointing. Uh, why though? They ha- they pay. Are they just so rich because they make so much being lawmakers? I mean, I guess seventy thousand dollars to work four days out of the week for three months out of the year—that's pretty good part-time gig. You remember it, when the teachers hit the state house with all those time? red shirts? Which with, time? Well, they they spend more time here than they do teaching. They 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 spend a lot of time <laughs> at the state house, and the salaries are going up. There was a commission that had a lot of evidence that we're not paying your teachers enough, and their salaries are going up. Uh, led, uh, constituents, Hoosiers, don't have the time to go to the state house to to. Um, Put their put their um, claim in, and 
and as well as there's a lot of confusion that a mayor of Indianapolis or anywhere else has anything to do with. It's a confusing system. There's no, there's really no idea of where to protest, either being the state house or city hall. And so with that, there's confusion. With confusion, you don't get, uh, you don't get results. So I'm thinking, in case maybe we'll talk about this later in the show, maybe we need to organize mm-hmm. something, and uh, I, I bet we could get some people to help us out with that because we Org- about organize the, is the key word. Well, there. so we talked about this on State House Happenings. Nikki Kelly told us yesterday the problem is they're getting the emails, they're getting the phone calls. Mm-hmm. When people see them out, they're saying something, but there's not this angry mob of people with color-coordinated shirts screaming at them, which I guess, and this is pathetic, but to the Jerry Tor, Chris Jeter, Kyle Walker, uh, and Jeff uh, Thompson. Uh, Jeff Thompson. I mean, everyone, they all suck. <laughs> Every one of them sucks. <laughs> it's unbelievable. Republican supermajorities, and not a damn one of them is doing anything for the people. You got to go there and you got to scream at them in person. That that protest puts it in crisis stage. That's the only time you're going to get results. All right. Uh, what's what do you, you got some event you're working on? What is it? I am. And and uh, through the years, I've worked in the addiction space and, and, and just knowing people who have gone through crises in their lives. And I'm having an event on Saturday where people have come, uh, will come and talk about and share their ideas on how they've had a family loss through a suicide or or some sort of overdose. And we're going to ask them how they responded. And, you know, people, when they lose someone, they don't want that 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 loss to be the last thing. They want to talk about the great things of their kid's life. And, and, and these individuals have started their own foundation, and we're going to talk to them about, and they're going to share ideas on how they can use their grief for good. Uh, what is it public? Can the public come? Well, I, I, I can, I, I suggest and I urge people to contact me through Jim at Jim Underline Merritt or on Facebook and talk about your loss and, and people are welcome to come and, and, and share ideas. One one fellow has, has a softball tournament. One person has a golf outing. We all know the Finn Blooms who lost their son Brett. They they put their 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 soul into the Lifeline Law Awareness campaign. And so it's it's a it's a way for people to share Merit, their grief. When is it? Where is it if people want to go? Oh, that's it, what I'm asking it's 10 you. O'clock, 10 o'clock, Old <laughs> Oakland Golf Course. and, uh, and, and uh, That's all I need at 10 o'clock, Old Oakland Golf Course. You want to know more? Jim underscore Merritt on Twitter. We got to go. Thank you, my friend. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Hey, Rob. Yes, Casey. Here's the question of the morning for oh, you. Imagine you could get a 35% bonus when you invest your money. Would oh, you be excited yeah, about that? That is awesome. Can you tell me more? Yes, I can. If you invest $100,000, you get a $35,000 bonus. And if you invest $200,000, you get a $70,000 bonus. You can learn how you can get your 35% bonus from Bill Demery, your retirement guy. You know, Casey, we believe in Bill so much. We became clients too, you know us. Our name is Kendall and Casey, and right now, not only will you get a 35% bonus, you'll sleep well at night knowing your money is backed by an A-plus insurance company that's been in business for 140 years and has $2.5 trillion in assets. To learn how you could get your 35% bonus, call 317-932-9912. That's Bill Demery, your retirement guy, right here in Indy. 317-932-9912. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. 
Bill and Casey on 93 WIBC. So President Biden, while he's been in charge, a lot of things have happened to the U.S. economy. You've got the collapse of the Silicon Valley Bank. You've got a recession. You've got interest rates rising. You've got a commercial real estate crisis. You have big tech eliminating 150,000 jobs. However, Biden's been bragging, saying how great the economy is and how he's creating all of these jobs, which is easy to do when you eliminate them and close everything down and then reopen and say, look at these jobs I've created. Yeah. So earlier in the show, we played you. He could not spell eight anymore. He spelled the number eight, eight. E-I-G-H. Mm-hmm. E-I-G-H uh, is how he now spells eight. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and in the same speech, he's this guy can't speak. He can't form coherent sentences. He can't form coherent thoughts. Again, everybody misspeaks. But it is multiple times in speeches that he's reading from teleprompters, he says things every single... This is the president. End quote. I just... So here, here in the same speech where he couldn't spell eight, he brags about creating 12,000 jobs in two years, Casey. Mm-hmm. 12,000? Yeah. We've created more than 12,000 brand new jobs in two years. That's more than any president of American history has created in four years. 12,000? Congratulations, dude. It's a country. He misspoke again. It's a country of 330 million people. And you'd think even, okay, sometimes the prompter's hard to read, whatever. You would be reading and going... No, we've created way more than 12,000 jobs. That's ridiculous. I'm going to just free free will a number here. I'm going to say 120 million or, you know, whatever, some big number. But he's so out of it Mm -hmm. that he just rolls with it. We created 12,000 jobs. And that's what would, can we play that again? That's more than they've, how many year, what? We've created more than 12,000 brand new jobs in two years. That's more than any president of American history has created in four years. Mm Wouldn't it? Wouldn't you have a pause and go? No, that is not right. I misspoke. I misread. But he's slurring his words. He sounds like he's about to dot, you know, doze off. Mm-hmm. So that okay. So you got you got. He can't spell eight. You've got that he thinks twelve thousand jobs is some sort of record. Mm-hmm. And then Casey, yeah, I'm I'm just gonna play you this audio, and tell me if him whispering moon is not something straight out of a horror movie. I want to remind everyone, America invented this computer chip. We invented it by investing in going to the moon a while ago, okay? <laughs> moon a while ago. Okay, can, can we just, one more time? Going to the moon. moon. <laughs> I want to remind everyone, America invented this computer chip. We invented it by investing in going to the moon a while ago, okay? <laughs> just we went to the moon. We invented, he's doing the creepy whisper in, thing. In every horror movie, there is some creepy old man usually sitting on a porch, and Joe Biden has become that guy. Mm-hmm. He reminds me of the scene in Raiders of the Lost Ark where they open the ark and the one guy's <laughs> face melts off. That's Joe Biden to me. But speaking of him, Marjorie Taylor Greene says that he and his family are running a criminal enterprise, and that includes bribery, money laundering, and even sex trafficking. We just uh, finished reviewing the financial records in the Treasury. Uh, what I saw was over 2,000 pages of jaw-dropping information. Uh, there's basically an enterprise wrapped around Joe Biden. 
uh, involving not only multiple family members, more than we thought there were, but other people as well. Uh, just a complete conglomerate of LLC shell companies where money was passing through from foreign countries, China, Ukraine, but many more countries than just those. There's a lot of information the American people deserve to know of the Biden family and the crimes they've been involved in. Okay, so when are we going to hear it? When are moon. we going to moon? <laughs> moon, Casey, moon. When are they going to do something? Eight E I G H. Twelve thousand jobs. It's a new track record. You're listening to Kendall and Casey on ninety three W I B C.